but also be fearless and understand the, the immense, immense price of attachment. When you are attached, you do not own yourself, you live like a robot. And when you detach, you gain your freedom, you gain your happiness. Hello and welcome. You are listening to A Walk in the Heart, a podcast about Tantra, psychology and spirituality. Join us as we explore what spiritual wisdom can offer to people like you and me. Thank you for being here. Hi, lovely listeners. Welcome back to A Walk in the Heart. We are glad you made it back to us. I'm your host, Maria Blandin-Wegener, psychologist, yogini, tantrika, for uh, yeah, more than a decade, 15 years, something like that. And uh, today we'll have ourselves an episode diving into the subject of detachment, which is um, a big word thrown around in the spiritual context, in the new agey context. Everybody's very keen on detaching. Um, but we wanted to get a little bit into what it actually means and um, um, what is maybe fake detachment, what is real detachment, and just give you a bit of some pointers of how we um, integrate detachment in our life and our practice. And yeah, give us, give our little ounces of wisdom around this. And yeah, we hope it it can be helpful for you. And before we begin and dive into the episode, we would love to invite you to leave us a good review, give us a, some five stars, thumbs up, uh, subscribe button pushed, uh, all of those nice things. It does help us a lot to keep doing what we're doing and to know that um, that you are endorsing the wonderful spiritual messages that we wish to bring to you. So that being said, enjoy the episode and I'll see you soon. Welcome everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, A Walk in the Heart. We are glad that you're here with us. As per usual, I'm your host, Maria Blandin-Wegener, psychologist, yogini, tantrika, all of that stuff. And I'm here today with my co-host, Uriel Yarif. You want Hi. to say something about yourself? Yeah, I want to say a lot of things. Ah, about myself, not much. No. <laughs> yeah, also a psychologist and uh, tantra yoga teacher. Also, I'm courting Blandine at the moment. Let's see if she will <laughs> give in to my insist. Yeah, I've been courting her for seven <laughs> years. Let's see if she finally surrenders to never, destiny never fall in love with me that is the yes. whole uh, the whole trick people we will actually speak about this in, in other podcasts to come the whole trick is just to keep courting don't hope for the courting to stop is the message yes so today we um we thought we come to you with the attitude that we actually mm, sort of started this whole podcast game with we call this podcast a walk in the heart because we noticed especially within the COVID times when we all of a sudden had more time together in one place before that we were traveling a lot and now we were in one place together and there's not much here to do at the end of the world in Amrita in the middle of North Thailand at the end of the road in some little village that nobody has ever heard of 
Um, so the only thing that is there to do is uh, to take a swim in the pool or to take a walk in the heart, to take a walk around the landscapes here in between the rice fields, which is super um, beautiful. And the landscape, cape, the landscape keeps changing because they keep changing the different crops and so on. So we have to find new ways of walking and so forth. And then as we walk, some half an hour, hour per day, then we speak about all sorts of diff different things. And we were like, oh, that would be really cool if people could just hear what we are talking about, because they are quite interesting subjects to um, consider. If you are into spirituality, into psychology, then that would be interesting for you. So this is how it all came to be. And then the other day we had a walk together and we spoke about detachment. So <clears throat> we thought maybe we speak you about detachment today is that still inspirational to you absolutely yeah yeah inspired you, indeed you want to remind us a little what we were what we were getting ourselves into when we were walking no you told me not to prepare so the podcast so i don't prepare <laughs> but and maybe I don't, you remember I don't, what we spoke I, I remember some things mm -hmm. um i don't remember much I okay must tell you. I so detached let, completely let me start from what we spoke all right so this whole idea of uh, detachment became very popular. Yeah, I don't think you would hear about it with this intensity in the West uh, 50 years ago or 100 mm. years ago. And it's like people giving advice to each other while you're having this problem detached. Mm. And uh, most of the inquiry into the state of detachment is rather superficial. And what we would like to do here is to explore and understand first of all why is there attachment what is attachment what purpose does it serve the attachment first and once we realize what is attachment and what does it serve we can realize what is the opposite detachment and how we can um, stop the mechanism of attachment and it, it requires, it has a reason why attachment is there. And we will need to substitute the function of attachment with something else. What it will be, we will discover together. And in this way, we will be able to um, detach and see uh, what is the effects of that. Yeah. Maybe we can sort of start with the, with the basics so we just have them out of the way and then mm -hmm. we can get to actually the interesting things. Yes. So one of the basic things that is, uh, let's say, in the, you know, f for people that, that flirt with spirituality but don't really dive into it deeply, they would typically um, confuse detachment with indifference. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, if I somehow manage to suppress something enough not to have to deal with it, that's detachment. Or if I... Um, if I don't get close to things anymore and I just keep everything at an arm's length, that's detachment. Or, yeah, if I just shut down towards things that bother me, that's detachment. And obviously it's not, uh, just to get it out of the way, that's not what we're talking about. Um, and one thing that I find very helpful and that we do discuss within the framework of our uh, yoga schools of the Atman Federation that we are both a part of um, is always this idea, okay, detachment is not indifference. Indifference is something... Um, that actually hinders you from truly detaching. But detachment always implies that you allow for attachment to occur, but you're able to let it go. It's like it's basically having a flexibility around attachment. This is how um, how I like to see it sometimes. It's if you if you 
if you have a fear of ever getting attached to anything, you will never know how detachment works. And I like um, another little analogy. Again, I feel belongs to the base baseline things to talk about, um, which is what our teacher Advaita Ananda likes to say. He's coming up with a podcast, by the way, so you might want to keep your eyes peeled. I saw the already. Who yeah. am I with Adina? It's starting. Oh, awesome. So yeah. get, get yourself to that. Do we know what it's called? Quantum something. We'll something put it for you quantum. in the description yeah. so you can something go check quantum. it out. I'm, I'm sure it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would refer to it like this capacity of breathing in, breathing out. You don't try to breathe out your whole life. That would be the detachment part. And you don't try to breathe in your whole life. That would be the attachment part. But you breathe in, breathe out. And then that way you stay engaged with life and yet free. So I feel just as a definition to, uh, to start from yeah this is this is somehow the the detachment that we that we speak about just to be clear yes so indifference um let's say indifference has two there are two kinds of it one indifference is when you don't allow something to touch you you walk in the street and there's a beggar there and the beggar is in pain and for a moment your eyes meet the eyes of the beggar and you see their pain and you block out the thing inside of you that is feeling. So there is a feeling there, but you suppress it, mm-hmm. you cover it. Yeah, this is one element of detachment, of uh, uh, sorry, not of detachment, of indifference. This is one element of indifference. It is covering up what we actually feel so that we don't get influenced by it. So you can say that indifference is either ignoring something that we feel inside or ignoring something from the outside and not allowing it to touch us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are basically Say that sentence again. So indifference is either we feel something inside Mm-hmm. And we choose to ignore it, to yeah, cover like it, to suppress it. Mm-hmm. Or when we meet something outside, mm-hmm. we choose not to let it in. This is indifference. Yeah, and that implies ignorance. Exactly. Because it means you create something that you will not know, that it you will not be in touch with, that you will not let your consciousness explore. So clearly you set yourself up for failure already yeah. in terms of wanting to become more conscious. If indifference would run for presidency, it would say underneath indifference. Choose ignorance, yeah, <laughs> because it is it is a choice of being ignorant, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It is not just ignorance out of ignorance. You choose ignorance, so not to engage in certain emotions. For example, compassion for the beggar. You want to stay in your yeah, or, may, back or maybe box. feeling the pain that will yeah. then lead to compassion because that's exactly. usually the problem. People don't have a problem to be compassionate. People have a problem to to feel pain and then, you know, to be em- empathetic and exactly. then feel that pain. And so on. everybody wants to be compassionate, but not to have the pain that would lead to that compassion. Yes, exactly. And um, detachment involves that something touches you, you experience it, but it does not condition you. It mm. does not control you and it does not limit your conscious choice Mm. so if you come home at six and watch television and you watch television or you watch the screen whatever let's let's take it more general because people have all sorts of screens now so Mm -hmm. we cover a larger population (coughs) 
you come home after work at six and you watch the screen and there is an element of unconsciousness there in you watching the screen, you will get attached to the screen. Mm-hmm. And then the next day and the next day at six, at six, at six, that you will develop a dependency in this state of relaxation and self-forgetfulness and unconsciousness that comes with the screen. Yeah, so that is attachment. So basically creating links between things that don't necessarily belong together, but they have been, for example, in this case, experienced in the same time frame, maybe in other experiences. um, They have been experienced maybe in a similar pattern, some sort of circumstances that repeat, and then we link it. Yes, and then that link, linking is a normal thing. You you can link and be detached. Mm -hmm. This is what we'll speak about in a moment. But you link, and that link creates a pressure to be less conscious and to make the same choice again. Mm. You become dependent. When there is attachment, the consequence of attachment is dependency on one side and unconsciousness on the the other side. And rigidity as well, I feel. Yes. In this little analogy that we are creating now, just to, to look at that a little bit more closely, I like this analogy because it's sort of... In, in, this, um, in this analogy, you could sort of say a 100% detached person would be able to hook and unhook, hook and unhook, exactly. create a link, take the link out, breathe in, breathe out. You walk, and yeah, you walk, um, you walk home at six, you watch the screen consciously, you are relaxing, you are enjoying, you are experiencing whatever you are there, but you don't get weak. And dependent in the process and then the next day you come home at six and there is no pressure from yesterday to watch the screen mm. today and you may or may not watch it and you will not feel you see it's a nuance it's a little dark feeling of dependency that you get in front of the fridge in front of your wallet in front of whatever gives you sexual pleasure, whatever gives you social pleasure, whatever gives you validation, compensation, compensation, the screen, there is this, when attachment is there, you feel this cloud making you unconscious and pushing you and saying, turn off the light a bit so I can fulfill my desire. Yeah, dim Turn the off, light of consciousness. Dim the light of consciousness so I can fulfill my desire. This is a clear sign that there is attachment. Mm-hmm. Attachment is, is the enemy of consciousness. This is follow the pattern that worked so many times and then you get very afraid somebody will take your screen away. Somebody will take your uh, whoever gives you sexual pleasure, whoever gives you validation away. Yeah, I feel what is interesting, um, like just when you speak right now and I feel into my own experience with attachment, detachment, dependency, addictions, all of that. And I'm a very addictive character. Those of you who who know me a little bit more closely, thank God I found spirituality. Even my teacher also said this at one point, if you wouldn't have found spirituality, my God, (laughs) you would just be attached and addicted to every possible thing in the world. And um, like one thing that stood out now when um, when you yeah sort of describe this mechanism with a screen, for example, and I was putting myself into the position. All right. So let's say I would have a detached experience with the screen. Right. Then um, 
okay, I would sit in front of the screen. I would be conscious of what's going on on the screen. Um, and it would, it's like writing on water. It would not leave any mark. That's basically the thing is that attachment leaves a mark that was, that, that now will create ripples. Because one thing is you have a mark, you have a scar from living life, fine. But if you have a scar that keeps oozing, that's a problem, right? That keeps asking for something, that keeps wanting something from you. Because also like what I noticed with this uh, fake detachment thing, it's like, oh yeah, let's just, you know, nobody touch me anymore. Like they have now this, uh, in, at least in America, it's a big thing that you cannot have even the traces of, of the thought of a peanut anywhere close to children because they might develop uh, peanut allergy but then they found actually in some research that they do develop everybody or like a, such a high percentage of, of children develop peanut allergies because they are never uh, exposed to peanuts you know so it's like it, it bites itself in the butt and I feel with attachment to somehow a similar thing we might be like oh yeah if just nothing ever touches me okay I had a pain from love relationships let me never love again I will never make this mistake again no it's okay it's a scar you know you live this is how you see that you live if you lived and you laughed you will have wrinkles that's just how it is you know and um this attempt somehow like I feel even this, at the level of society is this continuous attempt to look like as if we didn't live. Let's put another cream against the wrinkles. Let's make another operation. Let's train a bit more in the gym. Let's do I don't know what supplement because we all hope we, we are going to look like we never lived. Oh, I'm 60 and I look like I'm 20. Why? That doesn't make any sense, right? So I feel there's like something as a systemic thought of that it is bad to have scars of life that is bad to see that you have had experiences but no the problem is that you have experiences and then they don't just leave you scarred they leave you wounded and then as you go around with that wound you become an expression of that wound that unattended trauma within the being just overrides everything that you ever experience and then somehow okay this is more like the psychological level of things maybe and then you know you uh, if you, for example, study attachment theory and you, you go with a therapist that, that can, you know, create what we call healthy attachments in psychology and create a good relationship with you, then through that relational therapy, you could actually heal and notice that it is fine to attach, so to say, within a relationship to feel you belong to someone, you have a certain connection with someone. Yeah, that, that that's okay. We learn that's okay. And we, we learn to heal the wounds of, of having somehow been um, yeah, traumatized through not living a healthy attachment with somebody else. That's somehow the psychological level of it. Then you could say, all right, now I'm sitting in front of my screen. I'm having a detached experience. I'm looking consciously at the screen. It's writing on water. It's happening. Maybe it will leave me with a certain impression, but that impression will not drive me around. It will be a wonderful experience that nourishes my soul, no matter in, in what way. And that is it. And then immediately I felt, hmm, uh, if I would, you know, if I would sit in front of that screen and really feel like that, then something that arises within me immediately as well. Then, then I would probably have what I would call an integrated experience there is a meaning for me sitting in front of that screen and then I mean I have a proper screen addiction I really need to take care not to exaggerate with phones and 
computers and whatnot it needs to be very well adjusted within my life and um, I noticed for example for myself in in this particular particular analogy that if I um, if I sit in front of that screen or if I get together with a certain person or if I have that specific food or whatever it is that creates for me normally attachments that are then leading to all sorts of unhealthy consequences, there is a disintegration within that. I wasn't meant to sit in front of that screen in the first place. Like for me, it's very, very clear in a feeling somehow, and it helped me to discover somehow where to place detachment because I, I at one point started to come into a place where it's like, I'm just wrestling continuously because I'm getting attached to something. I was like, no, but where's the detachment? And this, you were not supposed to be there in the first place. Why are you watching that thing? Why are you talking to that person or kissing that person or who God knows what you're doing with that person? Why are you eating that piece of cake? It was never meant to end up in your mouth. For me, it was like a big revelation actually around detachment that for me personally, and I'm very well aware that's not the same for everybody, but my typology and those of you who know the Kala Chakra system, uh, you know which typology it is. Um, the integration and doing the, the, the action that is now the right action very much correlates with having a detached experience that will actually leave me nourished and not wounded. Yes. So to take it from this uh, perspective now that you speak of integration, basically what attachment does, it, uh, through this forming of a certain dependency and unconsciousness, it pushes us towards more and more and more superficial parts of our being, more and more mind-constructed, um, soulless parts of our being. Mm. The more we are attached to stuff, the less we are in contact with our depth. Mm-hmm. And the process of detachment will uh, inevitably take us one layer deeper, many layers deeper. And when we act from the depth of our heart, from the depth of our soul, then we are integrated. Yeah, what is integration? That the part is doing its uh, correct role from the context of the whole that the organ is doing the right, the organ is integrated in the body when it is doing its role from the perspective of the body. And for that, the organ, you and me, we need to have an integration of the whole. And for that, we need to be in a place deep enough inside. How do we go deep enough inside? We detach. So neurons that fire together, wire together. If our wish for pleasure is, is connected, like you said, to the screen, to sex, to... Yeah, linked in that way. And um, it is done unconsciously, repeatedly unconsciously, it will draw us to more and more superficial aspects of our personality. And when we are, uh, let's say our daily schedule is filled with unconscious attachments, what do we do? What we did yesterday because it's a painkiller. What we did yesterday because it's pleasant, but has no meaning. But it has already such a power over me that when I don't do what I am attached to, it hurts. 
I got so dependent on what I am attached to that it hurts when I don't do it. It takes immense, like you say, you have to make an immense fight just not to do the thing that you are attached to because who am I? I am already so superficial. So superficial that is I fulfill a very, very superficial part of my being just to avoid pain, to have pleasure. Like eating. The superficial uh, motivation for it is for pleasure. The deeper motivation is for health. The deeper motivation is for spiritual integration. Mm -hmm. Fasting? Completely crazy from the perspective of pleasure. Fasting is unpleasant. <laughs> it also doesn't make much sense from the perspective of nourishing the body. It does for many ways because it is very healthy. But from the spiritual perspective, people have been fasting in almost all traditions. And so the fasting fulfills a very deep place inside. And guess what it creates? Detachment. Detachment. Prophet Joan comes to Jonah comes to Nineveh and he says, Guys, in 40 days you'll be destroyed. I come from another religion, but my God said your city will be destroyed in 40 days. What do you say? And they say, okay, let us fast. The <laughs> entire city fast for so-and-so days. Very bad from the physical, very bad from... But what did it do? It brought them back to their core. Yeah. And they changed. They detached from food, from riches. They tore their clothes. They detached, 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 detached. Why was God satisfied and did not destroy them? Because they return from this path of unintegrated, like you say, unintegrated superficiality in order to return to their core, to their heart. And so they were not destroyed. Jo Jonah was very disappointed. He says, God, you said you will destroy them. And he, didn't. he was not <laughs> detached about the fulfilling of his prophecy. He said, come on, kill them. <laughs> Turning the tables. Yes. Um, I, I like very much that you that you put it into this direction. I, I think it's very helpful if again we want to come down to the practical points. All right, so how does detachment practically look like and what are maybe, um, you know, sort of the, the false ways of trying to detach? I feel this is in general in the in the new agey ways of spirituality. There's always a fake version. There's always a version of the spiritual thing to do that the ego <laughs> sort of comes up yes. with. And it's like, oh, let me present you with this completely you know non-detaching weird thing and i feel um it's a very good point that you make that actually um the if you still find yourself in a struggle of detachment attachment because you still have an an agenda within it you know your ego still has a say in it it will not lead you to actual real profound and soulful detachment it's just not going to work if it's sort of like um, okay, I'm I'm addicted to this thing, and then I push it away. And now look how I'm fasting from, uh, you know, from sugar, or look how I am abstinent for nine months. Yeah, but you didn't solve nothing inside of you. It's just remaining a back and forth between the angel and the devil on the shoulders, or between the you know the darkness and the light between even if you want to go into a psychological sense between the it and the ego or even the the super ego and the ego it, or the top dog underdog however you want to call it and it remains this polarized thing it remains this okay a part inside of me says you should fast and a part inside of me says you should eat as much candy as you possibly can yeah and then there's your soul 
and what does your soul say and real detachment will lead into the soul and the soul will lead to real detachment and i always find it super interesting how actually when i and for me again integration is doing this a lot um, when i come to look at you know the situation that you know is, is back and forth between attachment and detachment and i'm trying to make sense of it and when i look back at it from the level of the soul really considering how do i feel in the depth of my being about this what is the lesson in this you know where's my um where's that which which will remain after i don't know what this situation this life this however that which which has either a longer lasting or even an, an eternal nature to it what is its engagement into this what does it want from this what is the the impulse that the soul is setting with this particular situation and this particular lesson i am always surprised how easy it is to detach it is so easy when it's not the struggle when it's not the, this apparent thing that detachment and attachment are sort of antagonists with one another not at all the attachment is part of being alive it will happen you live you have experiences you're not 100 percent conscious of everything all the time you're not seeing creation from a viewpoint of eternity yet you're going to get attached fine no problem with that detachment is not the antagonist for it it's not where you will then uh, you know run to in order to in order to survive from the horrible horrible attachments no i see it more like the attachment is like um like a pointer it's like oh look look how i got myself entangled into this experience look how i linked up all sorts of stuff interesting you know it's more like a a, a, a curious experience of self somewhat and then when it returns to okay wait a second and what's the what's the story of the soul in this detachment comes natural it's like yeah well my soul never had an interest to binge watch this reality tv show for hours and hours on end it was never a thing this was never uh, on the menu of my soul okay so then you know you notice you've been eating trash and you get up and, and you stop eating trash it's very simple yes yes it is you see, from the, from the perspective of an awakened consciousness, which you've done uh, now 15, 17 years of spiritual practice, so you can access your soul, and also you were just being able to do that as a child, let's face that. Um, but you have a certain access to your soul, so when you are accessing a high level of consciousness or a very deep place and soulful place inside, it's obvious I mean, you become free from this pre-programming of attachment. It is, it is very correct, like, like we said it before. The deeper you are, the less uh, influence uh, attachment has on you. And the more attached we are, the more we go towards the superficial part of our being. Now, the attachment itself is as you somehow mentioned it is a consequence it is a consequence of uh, an unconscious experience and the more intense the experience is be it pleasure be it pain yeah this is where experiences kind of range between these two mm -hmm. the more intense the experience is it's an equation the amount of intensity 
And then whatever of that intensity was not covered in consciousness, that will produce attachment. And then that attachment will create, create the inner robot inside. It will make us follow some instinctual, robotic, predetermined, unconscious, unintegrated behavior. So we had a trauma, somebody shouted at us and it was very intense and it was in front of everyone and it broke us to pieces. And when the experience was there, we froze inside and kind of tried to get indifferent and chose ignorance and we were completely shut down in that experience. And then we didn't think about it, we didn't analyze it, we just suppressed it somewhere. We had a huge intensity, it was like the most intense experience we had this year, huge intensity of pain, and we did not digest it, so we are not conscious of it, and then all that amount of energy will create a conditioning inside of us that we can't control. So when we think about that person, we go and binge. And when we think about, let's say, we took responsibility and failed, and then our boss or somebody in the group really put us down in front of everyone. And then we will be so attached to not taking responsibility, it will control us. It will take over us. And we will move from a deep, I am responsible, I want to contribute to the world, me, into... I don't care, I just do little things that I'm told. A much more superficial me. And then if we want to detach from that, yeah, just to put it, because very often people, oh, attachment is only with pleasure. No, attachment is also the aversion of pain. So if we want to break that, okay, we have a talk with someone, we first bring our awareness, okay, I had this intensity and I became unconscious, and since then uh, things are going much worse, then you have to face it and you go, okay, if we want to face and we want to detach, either we do what you did, if we have a spiritual practice and so forth, we can go very deep in our soul and contemplate that situation from a very deep place and eventually it will become pure. Or we bring awareness to the mechanism, say, well, why can't I take responsibility anymore? Well, I got so attached to this kind of feeling of safety. Okay, I feel safe when it's not taking responsibility. And then you break through that. You go and you do something very responsible. Yeah, you take a choice of doing that and you're shivering and shaking and so forth. And you courageously do that. And gradually these mechanisms of attachment, they'll break open. And you will return from the superficial, I don't take responsibility on anything, into a deeper version of you, I am responsible. And from there into a, we continue detaching into a deeper and deeper place inside. So it does work. You're attached to food fast, but it's not enough to fast. You have to be conscious, if you really want to detach, to be conscious of the mechanism and to reveal what is happening inside of you as you detach. Yeah, This is somehow the the mechanism you fast and then you don't just stay unconscious to the fasting which will make you again have just aversion to fasting will make you panic and then you get attached with the aversion of fasting which will make you binge but the fasting will discover if you are attentive a deeper you 
And as you get established into the deeper you and a deeper you and a deeper you, you discover, ha, huh, I'm not, I don't depend on almost anything. Sure, I need to breathe and eat and go to the toilet. But as you go very, very deep inside, it is remarkable to discover, and, and we've both done uh, these uh, retreats and so forth, but it, it has always been amazing for me to discover after 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, 40 days of silence and sometimes really almost not seeing anyone and not having any, barely books, but having very little interaction with the outer world, discovering this tremendous happiness of being and discovering how in the depth of the depth of our being we don't need validation we don't need the screen we don't need basically anything the body has its needs let it be it's not difficult to fulfill even in prison you fulfill your body's needs it's, it's not so difficult but beyond that as we go through this process of not searching happiness outside but searching happiness by going deeper by detachment we discover in the depth of our being a tremendous happiness that does not depend on anything. And with that happiness and with that detachment appears a great freedom in the social world, in the professional mm -hmm. world, because the happiness is no longer dependent on that. As we are deep inside, happiness is a given. Yeah, From a certain depth of the soul, you, uh, happiness is, is, is not 100% stable, but there is a certain margin of happiness that's just all the time pouring because I am who I am deep enough. And from that state of detachment, sure, you interact with the world, sure, you fall in love, sure, you make money, sure, you make company, sure, you have success, sure, you have failure, but the uh, happiness does not go up and down with life's issues happiness is a given you are not afraid if you fail or if you break up or if you don't have something to eat that the happiness will go away and that revelation allows us to live in this world as free human being this is the the essence of detachment if we follow this from one level of personality the non-responsible me the responsible me the soulful me the deep deep soul me and so forth if we go deep enough happiness becomes a given and we live this life out of freedom yeah and not even just uh, happiness of course happiness is a big one and we're all yeah. interested in it but basically any godly quality any exactly. anything that you might be striving for and what i always find in interesting is if you look into the social realm and that's i mean i guess we all agree that you know you will always find messy stuff there but even the stupidest motivations they have somewhere deep in there a, a soul calling in them if you are completely power drunk you're basically seeking out the eternal, you know, um, power that is alive, the enigmatic power that belongs to the soul. If you are, I don't know what, into I don't know what pleasures, you're seeking out the bliss that is a promise within your soul. It is a given. Like no matter where you're stuck within this creation, you are actually just following a calling for for discovering yourself and for discovering the, the godly nature within, basically. 
Yes, indeed. And you discover that your peace does not depend on anything. Mm. Like the more attached you are, the more every inner state depends on something outer. Yeah, this yeah, is how exactly. you would define also the level of, per of superficiality and the level of attachment. You have a certain inner configuration inside when you watch the screen, but you depend on the screen. You cannot have that inner configuration alone. You have a certain inner configuration with your lover, but you cannot replicate it alone. Mm. The deeper you are inside, the more you detach, the more you can create, modulate, control your inner state at will and have peace, happiness, a tremendous power, be tremendously enthusiastic by your own nature. This, this is a sign that you are deep and detached. How do you know if you attain detachment? Because your happiness, your enthusiasm, your inner peace, it doesn't matter. You're in the train, you're in the bus, you're in a demonstration, you're in a situation where people are tensed, or you are meditating, you are quiet, you are that. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it matters less and less. Detachment is the absence of dependency from the outer world. Yeah, now the problem is always when you try to create a spiritual bypass, as it is called nowadays, quite fittingly, if you ask me. Um, and you try to, like this is what, what people try to do. They try to go what you always like to uh, call the, the short, long way. Yes. They try to find a shortcut. All right, so it's about detachment. Let me pretend detachment on top of it. And it removes you further and further from the actual detachment. Because you cannot go into detachment with the motivation of being detached and then you will not have troubles anymore no actually detachment and maybe this can be our uh, our like final moment somehow to talk a little bit about okay practical pointers so real detachment starts from my viewpoint with acceptance of the situation as is you cannot try to detach from something that you haven't fully accepted and embraced and I like very much how they put it in uh, nonviolent communication and um, the compassionate communication um, branches that grew from it. That they say, look, if you really want to perform uh, a profound compassion and acceptance of self, you need to accept yourself exactly as you are right now, as if you would stay like this forever. Sure, you want to transform. Sure, you might not love what is going on right now, but you accept it fully as is. You just take it as a given. You stop resisting. You stop paddling against it. When I was a child, I, I grew up in, in, in the northeast Germany, and uh, uh, we would have a lot of these um, lakes that are basically just dug up. You know, like somebody came, needed some sand, dug a hole, filled it. Well, it filled itself with water in time. And, uh, and that's how you get a lake. And these sort of artificial lakes, they have um, these sudden, like, you know, something on the floor might be breaking and then some bubbles come up and, and whatnot. And there's all sorts of fairy tales around these particular lakes that are so many in the area where I grew up because, you know, stuff appears on the surface all of a sudden. It's weird. There comes up a big bubble. What is that? And also there appear uh, these, uh, um, how do you call them, whirlpools within the within the lakes quite easily and you can't see them very well that's why it's not so much recommended to swim across such a lake because you might just in the middle of it there might be a whirlpool and then you just get sucked into it 
And we were thoroughly warned as children um, to be very attentive and to never just swim across such a lake and to only remain in the in the areas on the side and so forth. But then also we were always taught if you do end up getting sucked into a whirlpool, that you shouldn't resist it. You should just relax. Just take a deep breath, relax and let it take you down. And then it takes you down to the ground of the lake and then the whirlpool ends and then it lets you go and you just swim up, you know, and you have enough air for that. But if you, you reach for air and then you struggle and you fight it and you're trying to resist that you die. And many people do die or did die at that time from uh, this sort of circumstance. And I feel it's very similar when it comes to practically looking into, all right, how to achieve a state of detachment. First of all, you need to acknowledge where you're at. You need to acknowledge that you're attached. You need to acknowledge that you have no idea what you're doing there, that you don't even know how you got yourself addicted, that you don't even know how you got yourself involved in I don't know what codependent relationship or whatever it may be. But it requires first things first, full of compassion, full of honesty and willingness to see things as they are, full of acceptance to just embrace exactly what is going on. And then what do we do next? Well, the second ingredient to polarize the acceptance is a total and absolute determination. Mm. So to understand, like you said, it is the short, long way. It is a dead end. Attachment will lead to suffering. And detachment, even if it, it involves an investment of consciousness, uh, a certain inner conflict at times and a certain resistance for immediate satisfaction or for immediate security when it's when it's uh, attachment related to aversion we need to understand that happiness fulfillment integration a meaningful life and attachment they don't go together you see when i catch myself attached to something i can't stop thinking about this i come to do my meditation or my prayer i can't stop thinking about normally i'm attached to masida i'm attached to the school being a big school with a lot of people we have a lot of trouble this trouble enter i'm attached to the school this trouble enter my mind i try to pray i try to meditate and i cannot why because i'm automatically attached to the school and as long as I am tolerant of my attachment, my mind will stay agitated. I will not be able to meditate, I will not be able to pray, and I'll be a lousy yogi and a lousy teacher, very bad for the school, very bad for myself. So when I come and I catch myself in this place, which is very frequent, <laughs> yeah, because I am very attached and I get very frequently attached and agitated because of my attachment, I evoke... After this state of, okay, acceptance, why am I so agitated? Because uh, I'm attached, let's face it, I'm attached to Mahasiddha. So, I evoke inside of me, after that state of acceptance, a total determination. And I pray to God, because I believe in God, and I say, God, I'd rather be dead than attached. I don't want anything to stand between me and my prayer between me and you and if it's a meditation between me and the object of meditation or the total silence of it 
and I contemplate with determination how I am not willing, after the acceptance, I am absolutely not accepted. <laughs> I am bulldozering with all my power that attachment. I contemplate with intensity that I will die one day. Because the universe is built in a very intelligent way. We always lose everything that we have. It's very wise. So that we get this one lesson of detachment is very important. Like you said, we get attached, detached, attached, detached. We have, we lose, we have, we lose. We have all the cruelty of the world, all the cruelty of death. All that put on one side, there's something more valuable on the other side. Yeah. The lesson of detachment is more important. So I get completely determined and say, attachment will lead me nowhere. I don't need to be attached to Masida in order to take care of it. And as I intensely visualize my death and my, the ending of my relationship with Masida, because that's what's going to happen when I'm going to die, with that tremendous determination, the process stops. And I know the attachment stopped for today. It will return. Today's Wednesday. It will return on Thursday. Fine. Like you say, attach, detach. But for today or for the next hour or two, maybe for the entire day, is gone because I'm not agitated anymore. Yeah. I want to comment a little bit on this because I think this is a, uh, exactly the point where you could fall into uh, like a false detachment if you don't do this stage right. Also, if you don't do the acceptance stage right and you just you fall into victimizing and wailing around about, I don't know, yes, it's like this, yes, I'm accepting it, but actually you're completely resigning in front of what is going on. You're not, you don't stay with, uh, with, the, with the knowledge and the clarity that you do have a choice and that even though things are as they are right now and they present themselves in a certain way, you still have the responsibility of a choice in front of them. Yeah, that could be sort of the pitfall at the stage of acceptance to to get passive and wailing and weird and confuse that with um, with an actual acceptance and then at this level that you're describing because it's true if you want to do attach detach but you never do the detach part fully with determination and you're like yes 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 look i'm very attached and i accept that i'm so attached to things and then i'm thinking about detaching and that's it you know but you <laughs> yes. never really do it you're never like all right, how would that really look like in the depth of my being if I'm really honest about it? Because basically the ego um, is just us not being honest about things. It's just us not being truthful and saying, hey, I'm going to die. I can't control the world and people around me. I can't always have it my way, the way that I think is right. I know nothing about right and wrong. If I cannot go to that level of just understanding, hey, sweetheart, it's a dream. You are dreaming. You are someone with a certain influence, with a certain thing. You are dust in the wind. Relax yourself, like in that beautiful song. Mm -hmm. If you never do that and you don't play that out inside of your inner universe and you don't also feel the pain of that, like, whoa, I am attached because if I just think of my death, I'm freaking out, right? Is something that parents very often face. Now, all of a sudden, you have to think about it. What's going to happen to your child if you die? You need to think about it, you know, and maybe set up your will or what have you and find someone to take care of your child and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I feel it's it's very important to, to underline, okay, the detachment phase, it needs to happen with determination. And in the same time, if you get 
if from that again you're just growing yourself an aversion to attachment which you are attached let's just face it the way it is all of us are we live we get attached but if you just develop an aversion of admitting that you are attached you find yourself back on square one or even square minus two because you um you know you you sort of lose the touching point of moving out of that attachment so i just wanted to add that yes so basically to to extract what you what you were saying the strategy of attachment holds in it this assumption i will have a certain inner state by securing outer circumstances mm. this is the essence of attachment i will have i will feel a love and enthusiasm and flattered by fully controlling my lover mm. that's how i know how to get peace i put a leash around my lover i am clever manipulative strong frightening nice tempting this i have my strategies i put a leash there and i'm fine yeah attachment always involves leaning on the superficial leaning on the external world and eventually we will not speak about this probably today but there is also attachment to the inner world because we have the innermost world and detachment is leaning on the deep i will create a state of enthusiasm important love important confidence you're not flattery but confidence by assuming certain inner qualities inside by becoming very deeply aware of myself of my heart i find love within i find enthusiasm within and then when i find it within i am free outside mm. now contemplate all these great saints and masters they all go through tremendous austerities Pedro del Cantara, eating once every three days, sleeping only two hours every night, sitting for all his life. He could not, he could not uh, sit otherwise because he would fall asleep. What <laughs> tremendous difficulty. St. John of the Cross wearing, I don't know what, that was painful, some kind of metallic things that were painful. Muktananda living only if they would give him food he would never ask for food he had to eat mud once because he was so hungry he would pass days without eating because he would not beg why would they go through these are if you read their writings at least for me the wisest most accomplished most admirable people in the world why did they go through such difficulties they were respected saint pedro del cantara he was the, the king wanted him in his court. He could have had anything he wanted. He was the consultant of the king. He could have had anything he wanted. But he chose to eat once every three days a little bit of herbs and water. That was his dish. And sometimes oats. Yeah. And he was really celebrated. Or Gandhi sitting in jail and fasting and fasting. And exactly. Fasting. They could have chosen a much easier life. But they were wise. And they understood I make the outer sacrifice and I awaken a light and a joy inside of me, which is for most people unimaginable. Now, this gift of detachment is something that people normally, they cannot imagine how much happiness 
we have inside how much happiness and freedom and peace and vital energy and enthusiasm and inner freedom you have wings inside we all do but to get to that place which has the wings we need to sacrifice the superficial for the deep they were doing all those tremendous austerities and you and i we have our little austerities from this life but i can say from my personal experience and from you and from my friends and colleagues and especially from my teachers that these little apparent sacrifices well they are real sacrifices they give such a tremendous happiness because real detachment reveals a light inside reveals a being of light inside which is so free which is so extraordinarily happy which lives in constant meaning and purpose and service it is the joy of joy to live in this tremendous state of detachment there is just no words to describe it that which we are and which is for many people stuck in the body but in reality if you detach the body itself becomes like a nectar to that which we are that which we are will be revealed through detachment and all austerities and all difficulties that are done correctly in a spiritually integrated way according to all that we've said here and more all austerities are as insignificant price to pay in order to discover this tremendous light and joy which resides in the depth attachment covers it makes it inaccessible yeah our guide greek he says it is like you have a cell phone stuck in concrete you have a square of concrete and there you have a cell phone your real self your soul whatever you call it the depth of your being which is extremely happy fulfilled and creative cannot be accessed because there is all this concrete around it what is the concrete the consequence of attachment the robot that attachment creates mm. let's wrap up on a practical note let's just sum up once more for the listeners the 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 practical points of let's say just starting to play with detachment because again i don't suggest to sort of okay let's be detached you know like a brave heart speech or something like that but um how do you start to come in touch with this very natural inner state that anyways belongs to the soul the soul knows it's free it knows it's going passing from room to room from life to life like in a beautiful gallery the soul doesn't have a problem with any of this so coming in touch with that we said already um, to learn to accept to learn to embrace things the way they are we also said to have determination to actually experience detachment to allow for the breathe in breathe out because mostly we are just breathing in continuously and we never allow to breathe out there's lots of fear connected to that lots of patterns conditioning so on it might even be helpful to look at those to see okay what creates this fear of letting go of this particular thing if you would never have sex again in this life why is it so horrible yes oh no but I, and i can already hear all all my friends that have that particular problem no but i'm a tantric and i'm supposed to have sex and blah, 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 blah. yeah but not like that you know you're not supposed to have sex like that not from that place not in that way 
cut it so that it can really grow like you like you prune a tree you know and then that way the tree has the most amazing fruits and the most amazing capacities because it really comes from from the depth of its own nature is there more practical points that you want to add that people can play with yes so the contemplation as we mentioned somehow implicitly the contemplation of the moment of death Personally, I'm very, very attentive to my time. And yet every day I take between half an hour to an hour, sometimes two hours to contemplate my death. And the gift that I receive from this contemplation, which is not easy, I do it in a very believable way. <laughs> I am like, oh my God, I'm dead. Oh my God, this is the last time I embrace Blandine. This is the last time I look in her eyes. These are my final words every day sometimes with Blandine sometimes with my mom sometimes with other people but every day I live that very very intensely because it gives the gift of detachment and mm -hmm. we have these lectures about death and we have certain techniques that we teach a little bit we can link the YouTube channel and the death lecture yes uh, we have certain techniques that are done to contemplate death this is a great experience and then the second thing is not to be afraid of friction when you see you are attached to the screen and it's six o'clock you just don't watch the screen you say to yourself watch me you robot i'm not watching the screen oh you get so angry don't you you're very agitated don't be afraid of the friction of it people are so afraid of having a bit of inner conflict a bit of yeah if i'm attached to this i don't know the other day something happened i couldn't eat no oh, say okay then i'm fasting today I never did this before until last Wednesday. I'm fasting. That's it. I don't. I was always prepared to fast. Fine. Don't be afraid of the friction of not having the thing that you are attached to. When you are just, yeah, watch me. I'm not having that. I'm not calling that person. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I, I, whatever it is that you're attached to. Is the screen is the food. You know what? I'm not. I have the cake here in front of me. I'm not going to eat it watch me don't be afraid of this instinctual robot inside your inner world let me uh, reveal to you or at least the, the assumption play with this thought let me not be uh, in, in this place but play with the thought that your inner world is absolutely not a democracy there is one king inside and it's you you don't need to please anyone or the public opinion, or the majority, or nothing. If you decide not to eat this cake, nothing in the world can make you eat it. If you decide not to watch the screen, nothing in the world. If you decide not to go and do your sexual addiction, be it porn, be it uh, yeah, yeah, dating, be it I don't know what your sexual addiction is, flirting. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. And then you can watch how all the resistance comes. And don't be afraid of it. Freedom is worth more than all of this. Yeah, there is a quote from Nietzsche. And he says, there is no price too big to pay for owning yourself. Owning yourself starts with detachment. Be super determined. Of course, with common sense, not now to destroy your body and your... Uh, uh, emotional world in the process with common sense with moderation but completely fearless there is no reason to be afraid 
use moderation do it with moderation without hurting yourself without hurting your body without creating uh, traumas and all that but also be fearless and understand the the immense immense price of attachment when you are attached you do not own yourself you live like a robot and when you detach you gain your freedom you gain your happiness be determined don't be afraid of the friction just watch the inert freedom if you don't want to do what you are attached to don't do it and be willing to take the friction you say yes the rest of my being you can freak out i don't care i watch you freaking out and in that there is an owning of oneself it's difficult but it's worth it this is the price of freedom people are so concerned about outer tyrants but we live with this inner tyrant this mental agitation these addictions that we have continuously try to live a day in silence and see i would uh, want to add here it's it's nice this analogy that it's not a democracy inside there's a king but actually that king is a benevolent king and it is it, you know just like a good parent that is able to say no sweetheart we are not eating more cake today yeah but you as you kick and scream i'll take care of you i'll explain <laughs> to you sure you know exactly. it's, you know with sugar it makes your teeth breaks not good you know want you to be healthy want you to be happy that's why this choice which is non-negotiable choice but i'm very willing to talk about it with you to explain to you yeah not in a democratic style but in a benevolent parent benevolent king kind of style yes we balance each other with this uh, fire and water uh, hot and cold yes it is very true i couldn't agree more we can be extremely firm and yet love and accept our weaknesses but we don't need to subordinate to anyone and anything even if it's just five percent of our being that is light that is luminous and conscious it can easily control all the rest if we are sure yeah, and what what i've experienced within my inner world uh, it's um everything that arises from that lightful place it doesn't even the the word control doesn't even fit even though it does control like let's say all the other elements are subordinated to it but it doesn't even need to control there's not you know that the soul will not now you know come in and and fix things and stuff no you just connect to the soul and you're just like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah sorry I I was into a completely different direction and now I remember things are are actually different. Ah yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm not addicted to this series. If I will never watch it again, nothing bad's going to happen. If I will never eat chocolate cake again, absolutely nothing bad's going to happen. I will not suffer from a a lack of pleasure and uh and uh, love for myself because I will never eat chocolate cake again. It's just not correlated. And that spark within the soul, um, that somehow directly reveals it. And then detachment and the, the practice of detaching from things and sacrificing certain habits and so on, it's not, it's, it doesn't even hurt in any way. It's just like, yeah, okay you know what, we can do without this because there's absolutely no need to it. And then when that little thing arises inside that says, no, but let me explain to you why it is so important that you should blah, 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 blah. Yeah, don't start to engage with that. Understand that you are free of 
mindless flirting and and fantasies of crushes of i don't know what you are free of food you are free of the screen of habits of uh, negative emotions you are free of uh, being aggressive to other people of bossing people around you are free of subordinating you're free of all of that stuff it's just none of that is written in your story it's just not it's yeah. just an, a total invention of that and we are like as if saying no but because of that now i need to have all this sort of inner reactions and somehow the real detachment it is like to inside of my being it just feels like a, a switch of perspective which is like oh no i forgot this entire time i'm eternal i forgot i'm omniscient i forgot i'm omnipotent I forgot I'm everywhere all the time united with God. I forgot I'm pure light. Okay, let me, sorry guys, uh, I was off on a rant. That was a tangent. Let me return to the real thing, which is I am, I am the direct expression of the godly essence of everything. And from that, none of this stuff makes any sense any longer, that I have to watch this, or I have to act like that. I, then the next argument is usually, yeah, but what if I'm not yet enlightened? Doesn't matter. Unrelated. Just another argument to act in ways that don't serve you, basically. Yes. Good. I think we have, we could, uh, we can conclude. So what's your, your final call to action on the subject of detachment? Detach from, from, uh, trying to detach um, no my call is to be extremely determined there's two things to be determined of in this world one is you need to be determined to love more and essentially to love the universe or to love God more and the other side is to be as determined to detach and to renounce the world if you have these two and you really want these two, you will be free. You will be utterly and completely free. And the treasure that lies inside of you is worth one million billion times more than whatever anything outer can give you. It, it is, let's say, hidden exactly because of attachment people cannot see it but this podcast and spirituality and all saints and masters they stand as a testimony that it is like that attachment covers the light inside detachment uncovers that light renounce detach love and you will discover something inside of you that is constantly happy fulfilled integrated creative enthusiastic full of life this is the gift no nothing 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 external will give you that a hundred percent sure i have not seen anything that will make you constantly happy peaceful enthusiastic and lively nothing but detachment and love will so pursue that and have that in the first place in your life and this is like the first landmark understand these ideas fight with them wrestle with them until you have this very firm decision this is the starting point once you realize okay this is actually the match of your life the match of life is learning to detach and learning to love
These are the, like Kabir said, it, the two pillars, renunciation and love. If you understand that this is the match of your life, put all your energy there and you will succeed. So this is the first stage, this is my message, is to understand that this is where we are going and that real happiness doesn't hide anywhere else, it hides there. Hmm. My call to action, uh, as you like to put me into the watery corner, is um, to contemplate the wave on the surface of the ocean, to contemplate ourselves as the wave on the sur surface of the ocean of light, uh, life and light, by the way. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the profound realization that there's nothing to do, that there's nothing to control, nothing to push, pull, n that nothing can be done for you to be but a wave on the surface of the ocean, it helps me personally very much to understand detachment. The wave on the, on the surface of the ocean is not making a fuss about wanting it a certain way, of wanting to get a certain pleasure, a certain comfort, a certain this, a certain that, oh, but my spot is way worse than the spot of the wave over there. Oh, but why am I a little bit pointy on top and that wave over there has a bit of form. Ah, oh, but be the wave. Relax. That's all you got to do. And when detachment appears within the being profoundly, because we get in contact with ourselves, we allow ourselves to touch the soul and the more profound nature of our being, like you said before, then that feeling of the wave on the ocean, it, it appears. That wave is not trying to not roll ahead towards the shore, even though it knows that's its end. The wave is not... Um, having a certain preference it doesn't judge itself for the way it looks or the place it has on top of the ocean it is just being a wave and enjoying the ride and it will not resist to do what it what needs to be done and it will not uh, resist letting go of what needs to be let go of I feel this is a very helpful image for me when you detach you become that wave and you will allow God, the Supreme, the Highest, however you want to call it, the universe, to just slip its hand inside of your empty vessel and, and guide you around and make amazing things happen through you and, and simple things happen through you. And you'll just enjoy and witness all the magnificence of what is happening, no matter if it fits into your little idea of who you're supposed to be or if you find it comfortable or not yeah all right big subject of detachment probably more coming about it your way soon um we hope you enjoyed our little talk today and um we would like to remind you that it's very helpful if you give us a five star review um super thumbs up uh, like subscribe all of that stuff give, give us all the love on the different um, podcast providers uh, youtube wherever you might be uh, listening to this it helps us to do more of these things and it does each time touch us profoundly when we get uh, uh, good feedback from you in that way also if you have any feedback um, of of any sort no matter if good or not if you have questions that you would like us to answer if you have subjects that you're interested in 
um, please feel free to write us an email at awalkintheheart at gmail.com and we'll yeah we'll get to it when we get to it but we'll get to it for sure at one point um yeah that being said you sign us off first love then do <laughs> bye